Masiv, Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda has a question. Okay, we're starting at the second to last line at Tafayin Ches on the base. Masiv Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda has a question. Chomer behekem mi behafer, or behafer mi behekem. Each one, the Kama has a stringency over the Hafara. That's the meaning, the certifying and the wiping away. So it's stricter, in a sense, the certifying is stricter than the wiping away. And there's a stringency in the wiping away that doesn't exist by the certifying. Okay? Interesting. So, what is the strictness that exists in establishing the vow? Being quiet, without saying anything, can actually certify the, 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 the vow. By just silence means is acquiescence. In other, way. in other words, that once uh, he's quiet and the day's over and he didn't say, I want it to go away, it locks it in. Okay? But being quiet does not cancel the, 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 the vow. If he, in his heart, said, I want this to be a, a, a certified vow, it is a certified but if he says in his heart, okay, this sounds very not like what we just learned, right? But if he if he negates it in his heart, mufar it doesn't negate it. Kim, once he establishes the vow, it's too late. He cannot be mefer. Hefer That's something that's true on both sides. Mm-hmm. Once you commit to one way, it's locked in that way. You cannot. It's too late after your makayim. It's too late after your mefer. Okay. But isn't it obviously for Hefel, obviously you cannot Kayam it though. So what's what's the extra the statement? They just to, to show the contradiction. I yeah, we're showing that's both all, sides. We're showing both sides. We're showing both sides. That that one is the distributed. Yeah. What? Okay, one second, one second. Now 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 is where the analysis kicks in. This is the quote. This is the quote. This is the quote. Now Tani we learn Shashtika Mikayemes. Being silent is a kiyam. What kind of silence? Doesn't say what kind of silence. My love is shows like I'm not to make it any silence, which would include even if his intention is to later, later on be Mayfair, just to let her you know, let her try out what it's like to be bound to that vow. Isn't that what it's talking about? Maybe maybe he was quiet with the intent to be Makai. Problem is how you kind of believe it. That's exactly what kind of believe it was when we already said that. So this you can't get out of that that easily. Um, right? We said Kaim Belibo is Kayim. Ella Bishosek Stam. So it's talking about you're right. What we're talking about is the stringency in certifying of the vow is that when he's silent without any intention. That also certifies the vow. That's all we're saying. Not more than that. But that brings up a big question, Mishad, the stum, you know. What does he really mean by stum? Does he mean, I mean, no, not stum. I mean, if he, Billy Boy changed, how do we know what he changed in Okay, well, he, we trust him. We trust him. We trust oh, him. Oh, he dies tomorrow. Oh, he dies oh if he then, dies, we don't know it. Then we don't right. know. Exactly. Obviously, but, okay. You're right. So, well, obviously, we don't know. But let's talk about if we do know. Okay, now. As so, so far, all we talked about is stringencies in the Akama that don't exist in Afar. What's the other direction? In what way is Afar uh, stricter than Hakama? The answer is If you go to a best of three to say, I was Makayim's vow, but really 
I regret it. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't realize how bad it is to, to have her bound to that vow. I didn't know how bad, how, you know, my wife's not drinking coffee and now I'm going nuts, whatever, you know, all these things. So, like, I didn't realize the ramifications of being behind the vow. So that's being shoel on the hekim, and then it, it uproots it. It uproots his hakama, okay? But you cannot do so on the hefer. If he was made for a vow, and he says, you know what? I kind of liked her. She was giving me the silent tribute. It was so nice. It was quiet, whatever. <laughs> she promised not to, she made a vow not to say anything, not to speak to me. I, I kind of like it. I miss it, whatever. They, he wants to be shawl on his hafara. Doesn't work. Once you're made for the net, the, the vet, you can't, you can't reinstate it. Say, I really regret having done that. No, too late. Okay. It's, it's really too late by the hafara. It's not really too late by the hakama. That's the point. Okay. Back to the next question. Masa Rav Kana, Rav Kana has a question. Pasuk says, double expression in the Pasuk. Va'im hacharish, yacharish, if he will surely be silent, silent, right? La isha. Her husband is silent, silent. What does that mean? Clearly, we're encompassing even where he's silent for whatever reason, even if his whole intent in silence is just so she should think that she's bound to the vow. To teach her a lesson, even that silence certifies the vow by the end of the day. Okay? You say that's talking about that kind of silence. Maybe it's only the kind of silence where his intent is to be certifying it. Because he was silent on the day that he heard it, right? We already got that one. That even that silence, it doesn't matter what kind of silence, every kind of silence, at the end of the day, it's certified, regardless of what your intent was. And that's a total disproof to the halacha that we saw. So basically, that din of, uh, of Rabbi Hanina, we basically disproved it. So it's not true in the end. Okay, that's why you don't remember it because we should, have, we should have known better. You can't teach your wife a lesson, right? Yeah, it, 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 that's exactly right. Right, that's the lesson you learned. Okay, um, it never works. Okay, all right. So that's the story. Oh, you know. Okay, so now we got one. We totally it's disproven. Okay. So the commercial says, wait a second, that's not, I know, every time we had this question, we had a, a third type of quiet, right? You know, remember, we had two kinds of quiet that we talked about, the quiet to, with the intent of being Mekayim, and the quiet without any intention, just being quiet, okay? And both of them are certifying the vow. What, maybe that's what these two quiets are. So the verse says, No, there's more than, there's really multiple examples. It's a, it, it said uh, uh, being machrish once, twice, three times. So you can't really, it's not able, you're not able to just limit it to the being quiet stop because there's still an extra being quiet that wasn't covered. Okay. New question. Nadrim she made a vow right before dark. He can only be do the afara in that moment. If he didn't do the afara and it hit dark, then and it's too late. Am I? Why? 
If his intention was when he was quiet to eventually be mefer, which is what the implication is, then right, it's a, it's two minutes later and now it's dark, and I said, "Oh, you're too late." Why is it too late? My, when I was silent, yeah, right. I was silent with the intent of being mefer. That's the same as being shosek amenas the make it. Mm-hmm. So, but what do you see? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant why you were quiet. The fact of the matter is you're quiet, and you weren't made for it right away. So that's not good. It's uh, it's our karma. Tiofta, a second disproof. Why? How many disproofs do you need? Okay, yeah, we'll see. So disproving quiet doesn't work. Yeah, they're right. Okay, so that's that's the second disproof. Okay, in case you find a, an answer to the first one, well, this one stands. Okay, and Master Ravashi Yadani, another third question. Yadani sheish nedarim. I knew that. My wife has that that there's something called nadarim, and there's vows here. I just didn't know. I wasn't learned enough to know that I have a right to wipe away my wife's vows. So what's halacha? Yafer. He can be made for now, even though he. So in other words, that really. Uh, he can do it later on. That's called, that's called. I didn't hear. In other words, the only kind of hearing is hearing that I hear so my wife made a vow. I and I know my rights, that I have a right to wipe it away. That information, that's called the day that I heard, and then I have to make a statement. But if I had no idea that I'm allowed to be made for a nadarim, so then that, it's, not called, it's not called hearing. You understand? And therefore, I still, you know, then I asked the rabbi, the rabbi, the rabbi is giving a shear and explaining that you could be wiped away the vows, and he's like, oh, really? I didn't know I could do that. So you have so to be like, today's the day. So you have to be a You have to be at least learned enough. That's the day he hears it. When he, when that's cool. Six months later. Right, six months later. Oh. Oh, I didn't know I could. I didn't know I could do that. There you go. You have now the clock starts ticking. Okay. Yeah. What about this? What if a guy knew that there were that there's. That you the, he learned it enough to know that there's a concept of wiping away vows. But I didn't know this is a neder that I'm allowed to. Not that it's a vow. Uh-huh. He knew it's a vow, but he didn't know that it's a vow that that kind of vow that he has a right to be made for. Because it, it's not every vow that he has a right to be made for. As we will, that's the segue to the next chapter, of course. But uh, we'll get there. Um, so what's halacha there? That's a machlokas. Ramiro, Merloyafri, you cannot be made for Because you know it's a vow. You know you have a right to be do afara, and you didn't attempt to be made for Well, you should have, okay? Uh, maybe you didn't know that you're allowed to, but at least, you know, you should have you should have attempted it. And because that's also called not knowing. Why does that work? Why would Ramir say, Lo Yafer, make it if my intent was I wanted to be made for I just didn't know I'm allowed to. So that shouldn't be any worse than being silent with the intent of uh, uh, the intent of being mefer eventually later. So what do you say? Tiofta um, third disproof, and the bottom line is that uh, we do not accept Reb Chanina's halacha. Yeah, you're no, silent. I don't care why you're silent. Bottom line is once the once the once it's the next day, once the sun sets, it's over. It's locked in, and uh, she's bound to that vow. How do you know all right. New Perik. So now Perik is focusing, like I said, 
it's segueing into the next thing. We learned that a husband has a right to do afaras nadarim, but it's not any vow. If it's a vow has no relevancy, what rights do we have, does he have on it? So this is where, this is the list. Ve'elun nadarim, not the list, but the principles. Ve'elun nadarim shul mefer, what kind of things? Dvarim she'yesh ban inu nefesh. Something that there is some sort of suffering related to it. There's a, she's doing without. She's going to be deprived in some way. That's one category. Examples of that are in erchatz, if I bathe, in loachatz, or if I don't bathe, in miskashet, if I put perfume on, in loachatz, or I don't put perfume. Those are things that qualify as what we would call inoy nefesh. And he has a right over those vows to wipe them away. Now, say, you know, you're not, you're not <coughs> locked into that. Now, Amrad Yossi, ain't elu nidre inu nefesh. That's not called inu nefesh. What is then? Okay, ve'elu in nidre inu nefesh. So, Rabbi Yossi disagrees. He doesn't consider that an inu nefesh. Um, it, it has to be, um, it, 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 what, what is, what qualifies inu nefesh? I'll tell you. Amra, she says, kon imperus olam alai, I, it's like a, a deprivation um, where she's not going to eat the fruits of the world, like something pretty significant, okay? Um, that would be something that he would be able to wipe away. Now, what if she's limited in what she says she's not gonna, not allowed? Paris Medina Zoolai. The fruits of the, you know, I'm not going to eat any fruits from Canada, whatever, I don't know, or wherever. Whatever. Mexico, okay? <laughs> Nothing against Mexico. But I know a lot of people, they go shopping and say, hey, do you know that's, they come over to me, do you know that tomatoes from Mexico? You like, so what? You're going to go hungry, exactly. Point, right? That's exactly <laughs> the point. No, so we'll see. If it's a, a different Medina, that's right, yeah. the Ron explains, fine. So, okay, so you'll go to the other fancier store, whatever, it's not a big deal. But, oh, also, similar, I'm not going to shop at this guy's store. So, okay, so uh, you have no right to be made for it. Her, go, she'll shop next place. However, what if this, by this uh, store, you have a, you have, you know, the, the, account that you, you have an account. He's like, you're always buying an account. So I, I don't get my, paid. You know, this way I could always go shopping. And I settle up at the end of the year. I get some money. I get my windfall. <laughs> I get my bonus. I'm telling you, there's a small shop closer in in, uh, in Kew Gardens where I grew up. And there were people, would, they would write it down. The kids would go shopping. Mm-hmm. The parents would go shopping. <laughs> and then, you know, like it's a $15,000 bill. And that's how they did it. That's how some so my colleagues in Israel do that the same way. They, mm-hmm. they have a, yeah, I remember I was park I bar park in these places. Whatever they know you, they they'll find you. Whatever. Is it only my call that get credit on? You mean? Yeah, yeah, they do. They all all of them do. All the old fashioned grocers do that. Okay. I remember I was in I was in Israel, and there was a, an Arab guy in the. I was there for for Pesach, and there was an Arab guy at the edge of the <laughs> the Jewish quarter. And he had a little store, and he was open on Yom Tif, and he says, you come in, and you pay, you pick, you pay after yeah. Yom Tif, now don't worry, I'll, I'll keep track. I grew up like that in Brooklyn. That's in Brooklyn, on the, right? on, the, on the way home from shul, uh-huh. different grandparents said, you go in there, and you take a piece of candy, and they settled, settled it up. They settled it up. This yeah. is actually very interesting, because with Shemitah, mm-hmm. you actually have issues of people hearing, this is... 
Nochri, Nochri means our Arab neighbors, and they say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to buy Nochri, and then they find out what it's like to not what buy like, Nochri. That's like, right, and, it's like yeah, how limiting and, and, and it is. It, and it's a, it's a question of, uh, is it a nether? Is it a nether, right, exactly. Anyway, the point being is, this guy doesn't have an option to go to other stores, you know what I'm saying? He's not getting his credit line on other stores, and he just and he doesn't have cash. He's not a guy with who, who has the cash to pay so it every time he's going sales. shopping. Okay. So then that is something. So so if meaning I only have I'm the only one I have a relationship with that I'm able to actually go to this guy and not anybody else. I raise the then you can do afara because that's the opinion of Rabbi and that's the words of Rabbi which of course is repetitive. We already said this is Rabbi speaking. So Ron says. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll see why it says it this way. Okay. But now, do, defining. If it's, if it's inu nefesh, a suffering, a deprivation, that he has a right to be mefer, not what's not. But doesn't the Pazuk say, ben ish ishto, ben things between husband and wife, between father and daughter. It doesn't, so it's, there's a whole other category that we're not mentioning here. We're talking only about Inui Nefesh, where she's suffering, and she's getting deprived from something. And, um, and we don't talk about um, things that relate to him, that are between him and her, okay? That have to do with their relationship. And that is also... So the Gemara says, you're out. Even if it's not Inui Nefesh, but it affects me, that I also have a right over, right? So I'm You're right. Both of them, he has a right to be made for. It's two categories where a husband can be made for. Inoi nefesh, even if it doesn't really relate to him, and beino leveino, well, something that does relate to him. Okay. Meal. However, they don't work exactly the same. Inoi nefesh made for lo'olo. When you are made for inoi nefesh, that's a forever kind of hafara. Aval ein bahen inoi nefesh. If there is no suffering on her part, kidi'isa tchose, while she's still married to him, havi hafara, it's a limited hafara, only insofar as they're married. While they're still married, so I made for that type of vow. Okay, it's only beino levena. So, like, you know, so you, let's say she, I don't know, something that affects him only. Okay, uh, whatever, I don't want to get into personal well, yeah. details, but whatever it is, that it doesn't have any effect to anybody else. So, while they're married, so, and she's still with him, so then his, 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 she doesn't have to keep to her promise. But if he divorces her, then now, now it's effective because it's not longer affecting him. Okay? And she's back on. It wakes back up, so to speak. That's when it's something that's between him and her that do not have any suffering component to it. But if it is something where, there's, where she's being deprived, the vow is like not chal. Um, uh, that's, uh, that's a story. So the Gemara is bothered by this. Is that really true? He divorces her, and then all of a sudden she she has Please. to remember the vows that he, you know, she made a vow. Well, I'm never gonna, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna shave my legs again. Okay, like oh, whatever. It's private. It doesn't really affect anybody else. It affects him. And then all of a sudden. Um, you know, whatever. So he says, excuse me, that vow is, we, we got rid of that vow. That vow is not standing, okay? Then she get, they get divorced, whatever. All of a sudden, she has to remember that she made a vow and that she's bound to that. Is that what's going on? 
So is that really what it means? The Gemara is asking that question now. It's effective. But uh, the Mishnah says beferish, right? Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri Omer Yafer. He has to. Do, he should do that for why? Shemi Yigershana. Maybe he'll divorce her. Vitei Asura Lo, and then she'll become prohibited to him. Alma ki megarish lo umeferla meikara avi afara. If I'm mefer, it will free her from even afterwards. If you're telling me that once the divorce it kicks back in, what's the point of doing afara? Obviously, we're saying that afara is a permanent removal of the vow. So. So that can't be what it means that once they're divorced, then the vow kicks in. So rather, it's like this. They're both hafara. But what's the difference between inui nefesh and beino levena? The difference is this. His power of hafara of is regardless of who it's affecting when she's being deprived in some way, whether it's affecting him or, or others. It doesn't have any nefesh. It only, uh, the only afara is insofar as when it affects him and not as with regards to somebody else. Okay? When does he have, that's actually fixed into the text. When does he have a right to do afara, whether to him and even to others? That's when it's when there is an inu nefesh to it. So it was, maybe we could find an example of this. But basically, the idea is is that if she's being deprived, so then it, you know there's deprivations that uh, that 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 is relates to him, and then the deprivations that relate to others. In all of those cases, there it's a hafara that wipes away. But if it's something that affects only him, that between him and her. So then, if it, if that same thing would be affecting other people, but not, not him, not serving dinner to anybody. What? Not no, serving dinner. What? Made, right? No, no. She's not. So for between him and her, no, I can be made for what you have to serve dinner. Right, dinner. right. She's, she's like, I'm not getting up. Once I sit down, I'm not getting up to to serve. Okay, that's yeah. what she made up a rule for herself. So he says, I'm made for that vow. So that's a good example. So when when he when so that's only relates. It only affects him. But when she's is sitting somewhere else, so maybe she has nothing to do. She's sitting with her friends and she's saying she's not getting up. Then she has she's bound to that because that's not affecting me anymore. Um, so that's the that's the idea. All right, let's just continue the little a little piece into the next piece. He said an example of im erchatz if I bathe. The question is, it's a little bit confusing because it, what kind of vow is a if? If that's like a condition. So what is what is what's going on over here? Im erchatz. I'm saying all these fruits are prohibited to me if I wash. So who needs to? So don't take a shower. <laughs> I tell you, you know, like why should you, you know? Why should you put yourself to make yourself into that situation? Let her not bathe and not become prohibited. So Allah, you take a word, take out the word elu. Why would Rabbi Yossi call that not in nefesh? What if? What if she forgets? And then, of course, it's inu nefesh. So we'll see tomorrow, God willing, what the what it, what does this im erchatz actually really mean? We'll save it for tomorrow, but we'll stop over here. Okay. 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 okay.